Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Jane doesn't mind an apartment with no elevator. Five flights of stairs is five flights of cardio. Bob is a little less enthusiastic about stairs. I hate stairs. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle renters and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Jane and Bob found an apartment that's a four-story walk-up. And Bob? Yeah, there's a freight elevator she doesn't know about. What were you talking about? Oh, uh, nothing. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. From the basement of the Bob and Tom Studios, it's that Josh Arnold podcast. Hey, well, 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 hello. Oh, nice to be back. Uh, Had a week off last week from the uh, podcast. Uh, that'll happen every now and again, uh, just to let you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. But boy, we're back, and uh, oh, end of August. Well, it may even be the beginning of September, depending on when you're listening. And uh, oh boy, but wait, what a way to close out the month. Uh, spending time with uh, one of my absolute favorite people. My guest this week is uh, ah, somebody who never ceases to impress me and inspire me and uh, really make me feel better about myself. And uh, I, I'm just so thrilled. Uh, I, I'll be, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be frank. Uh, the world is a better place because they're in it. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, my guest this week. It's you. It's you. Oh, my goodness. Great to see you. you you're looking good. I hope you're feeling good as well. Uh, yeah, uh, boy, um, uh, uh, last week I just, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll be uh, totally honest and this is something I'll, I'll talk about a little bit, uh, later on in the podcast. I, I didn't have it in me and, uh, that, that, that's all there was, <laughs> that's really all there was to it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get to that, uh, a little later on. I need to get to this week's sponsor. Oh, this is a good one. Um, an important sponsor, a, a, a lovely sponsor. This week, uh, sponsoring that Josh Arnold podcast, Plants. That's right, Plants. Where would we be without them? I mean, uh, my goodness, they provide us with the oxygen we need, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, they look nice. Some plants we can eat. I mean, that's something. And uh, uh, some plants um, animals can eat, and then we can eat those animals. You know how it is. Plants, oh boy, whether they be fruits or vegetables or or just for, just floral. I mean, uh, aesthetically, they can be wonderful. Many reasons to enjoy uh, plants. I hope, uh, and by the way, I do not mean factories here. This is not, that may be a different sponsor uh, like another time. You know, like a, uh, a sewage plant or an electrical plant. No, no, no. We're just talking about the biological, uh, botanical plant uh in in this instance so uh plants i hope you enjoy some plants this week oh things are fine down here in the basement uh boy i you know i I, i've asked uh if i can go ahead and move up into the main studio um since uh tom's not around right now he's still recovering nicely very nicely successfully and uh, slowly but surely, he's doing fine. 
for those of you who didn't hear, he had a uh, uh, a surgery and it was planned, and uh, but they did a little more work than they thought they were going to initially, and so he's going to be out uh, from the big show, uh, after, you know, a, a few more weeks, uh, perhaps. Uh, but he is doing very well. But anyway, he's not here, and I, why can't I use the main studio to record the? No, no, you got to stay in the basement. <laughs> Whatever, you know. I, I try not to ruffle feathers around here. Some of the things I say on the big show keep me on thin ice anyway, so I, I don't want to rock the boat any more than I, I do to mix metaphors. So, <laughs> down here in the basement. But I, uh, I'm in a great mood. I just came off of a wonderful weekend in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, did shows at the Caravan Comedy Club there. Good people uh, working there. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I look forward to getting back at some point. And my gosh, the, just the, the terrific audiences. Four shows, four great crowds filled with just wonderful people. Thank you so much for coming out. Many of you had gifts for me, which is so uh, flattering and humbling and kind. And uh, boy, Roxanne brought me um, three uh, barbecue sauces from uh, a terrific restaurant in, in, well, I guess there's a few of them in uh, the Louisville area. Mark's Feed Store. Oh, just amazing barbecue. And she was kind enough to bring me some sauce. And she also brought me a bottle of uh, Jim Beam Devil's Cut. Oh, boy. And uh, Nicole uh, wrote me a lovely card um, and uh, brought me a CD, an In Flames CD. Uh, And I was familiar with them, but I had never owned one of their CDs. And uh, this is one of their uh, bigger ones from, boy, if it wasn't, I'm going to say, I mean, very early 2000s. It may have been 2000 itself. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. And uh, Colin brought me. Uh, boy, just this talented uh, painter. He, he brought me a um, a blues logo. Uh, uh, this this gorgeous metal layered uh, textured blues logo that he painted. And uh, man, oh man, it just blew me away. I can't wait to get it hung and um, maybe be able to show you guys on my Instagram uh, how, how that looks. It's, it's awesome. Joe was was kind enough to draw a sketch uh, of me on uh, what is now the inf- now known as Cod Day when I brought in some uh, leftover cod and reheated it in the microwave and ruined everyone's morning. Uh, boy, that was terrible. And he, he drew a very funny sketch for that, and I think I'm going to frame that and hang it um, near uh, in the uh, green room as a remembrance uh, of, of that awful awful day and man the uh, my good friends at country boy brewing brought me uh, a bunch of stuff i love them i love uh, that product and uh oh boy I mean, just a terrific and everybody else who came out and uh saw uh austin and uh jamie and i do stand up boy we had a, a, a just a terrific terrific time thank you so much for all your hospitality and uh, i hope you all enjoyed yourselves um but yeah, uh, for now, let's go ahead and uh, oh, let's get some fresh air and hop on aboard the TJA Express. That's right. The Orange Track. The world's only steam-powered monorail. Ah, oh, where is it going to take us to today? It, oh, oh my goodness. This is, uh, well, we all know where we're at now, don't we? 
Man, oh man, it's another visit to Fearfield. That's right, uh, this is where we learn about phobias and uh, other things that may scare us. As we all know, uh, Fearfield is uh, occupied by very good people, but they are um, students and uh, teachers of uh, all things uh, fear, you know, that may, they may inspire fear. And uh, I, I actually supped with the mayor of Fearfield uh, recently, and uh, well, what a jovial uh, person. Um, uh, she's a, a terrific gal, and, uh, you know... Is, is a little concerned about the the lack of tourism in Fearfield because it's such, such an ominous-sounding place. But I told her that I would do my best to help her get folks there because there are a lot, uh, and it may be hard to believe, a, a lot of gorgeous spots in Fearfield. And you are missing out if you don't uh, check out Fearfield sometimes. So here, uh, uh, let's see what uh, the phobia... Oh, boy. Now, this is a phobia that... Mark actually wrote in uh, about, and uh, his wife, um, it sounds like, suffers uh, from this to a certain degree. Uh, My wife is nearly fearless, says Mark. She works with wild Mustangs. She hunts, hikes, and camps. Uh, Boy, sounds like uh, quite a broad. Uh, obviously I'm being silly. She would, uh, I'm sure she would give me a good, uh, punch in the neck, uh, for that. Let's see her one nearly debilitating fear raccoons. How about that? And I have to tell you, Mark, your wife is, is not alone. I mean, we can always, we can obviously assume there are many people out there that are afraid of raccoons. Um, my ex-girlfriend is afraid of raccoons, and uh, I would say her fear isn't, it wasn't de- de- like totally debilitating. And it says here, you're, you know, your wife's is nearly debilitating, but she certainly was really horrified by them, and she actually had a reason. Uh, she was not attacked by raccoons or anything like that. But one night, she told me that she was uh, watching TV when she was younger and uh, um, with her family, and she looked over, and at the, the sliding glass door, like up with its uh, tiny little, almost human-like hands up against the glass, staring at her was a raccoon, and it just scared the hell out of her. And she's been uh, terrified of raccoons ever since. Um, so, yes, I have uh, experience with this. Now, Mark, you cite uh, this is being called uh, uh, agrizoophobia, or maybe it's, uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but it's A-G-R-I-Z. O-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. So maybe it's agrizoa. Maybe it's, uh, I know it's not agrizoo. That's just not, I mean, that's where the word zoo comes from, but it's not, um, not this, not this phobia exactly, but yeah, you guys know. Um, uh, whatever, it, that's the fear of wild animals. So it's not just strictly raccoons. Uh, so she doesn't suffer from uh, agrizoophobia totally because she works with wild mustangs. She hunts, so she's not too too terribly afraid of all wild animals, just she has agrozoophobia when it comes to raccoons. And uh, so, yeah, so did my ex. Uh, it does. So my, my ex, I'm sure she still does. Um, oh, yes, Mark, it says you would get in trouble. You, you said <laughs> you've had cute stuffed raccoons flung at you because <laughs> you're a horrible husband who uh, gets joy out of tormenting your wife. Hey, I, look, when somebody that you love has a phobia, 
it is uh, entertaining to present them with the thing that they're phobic about. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure that you're a very caring husband and that she knows what you're up to. And uh, yes, thank you for that. Agrizoophobia. So maybe you have uh, a grizophobia or agrizoophobia or however it's pronounced. Some fear of a wild animal or not. I bet this is fairly widespread. Uh, I'll have to look up what the fear of domesticated animals is because I, I guarantee there's a phobia for that. I mean, there's a phobia for everything. Uh, I'm sure there's a, a phobia for uh, uh, processed uh, cheese slices. You know what I mean? Like there's there's phobias for all kinds. Of, there might even be a uh, That Josh Arnold podcast phobia. Uh Oh, there is. It's uh, people who have good taste usually suffer from uh, that. So <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I would never suggest that if you like this podcast, you have bad taste. Uh, but everybody who has bad taste likes this podcast. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, oh, what a nice trip to Fearfield that was. And I'm sure... We'll return at some point. But as the uh, arm track takes us back to the the basement here, uh, this week I decided I, I went through uh, the mailbox, the old uh, email mailbox, and printed out a bunch of uh, emails that I've uh, had sent, uh, that you've, you've sent to me, and I thought I'd answer some questions uh, this week. Because, uh, boy, you, you, you've got some good ones here. Uh, many of them are related to the... Bob and Tom show, many are related to stand-up, some, uh, they're all related to me, as they should be. After all, this is that Josh Arnold podcast. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, boy, um, West uh, writes in. He says, uh, my name is West. I've written you a few times. Uh, all right, West, I'm getting to you. No, I'm not easy. Uh, oh, some very nice words here. And he says, uh, my girlfriend and I recently have found the show Ted Lasso, and we absolutely love it. I was wondering, do you think you would ever watch it? Or does the bit that has grown around it make it less likely that you will watch it? Um, okay, what he's referring to there is uh, on the Bob and Tom show, uh, Tom and Willie and uh, Christy and uh, Godwin, they all love Ted Lasso. Chick watched it and liked it. Um I have never seen an episode, so what I uh, do is I act like it's be it's beneath me, and I'll never watch it because it's got it ha it must suck, uh, uh, and it's become a running gag on the show that I just make fun of Ted Lasso, even though I've never seen a second of it. Uh, does it make me less likely that I would watch it? That bit it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, uh, you say, uh, West, I was genu genuinely surprised with how heartwarming the show is and all the characters are quite lovable. I have no doubt, and uh, you guys know me, I love stuff like that. I love uh, heartwarming, lovable uh, shows and movies about with people that you want to spend time with. Uh, I, I love things that are positive and, uh, you know, silly, make you laugh, make you feel good. I'm all for it. Um, so yes, I will eventually watch Ted Lasso. Honestly, it's probably like, ugh, in the 20th on my list of shows to watch. I've got so many, uh, ahead of it, but, uh, I'll eventually get to it and I bet I, I bet I will really enjoy it. 
Will I ever admit to that on the Bob and Tom show? No, the bit will continue <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Everybody else loves it. One of us has to hate it. And so I'll, I'll play the villain when it comes uh, to this. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's okay. Um, Casey has written in, I was wondering what your thoughts were on the Dark Tower series from Stephen King. And if you think they will ever make a decent TV series or a movie franchise based on those books. Casey, I am embarrassed to admit that I have not finished the Dark Tower series from Stephen King. I've only read the first three. I hope to finish it this year. Um, they're, they're, as you know, they're long and uh, there are, uh, and they're plentiful and, uh, but man, are they good? I, I have I loved the first three, and I'm not reading them like back to back. I've been I, I, I've been uh, sort of reading them as if they were being published uh, currently. You know what I mean? So I I uh, will read one and then read uh, many books between them. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should have read them back to back. I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm treating them as though they're not all out at once. But I am loving them. I uh, so I look forward to finishing it. Um, and you know, it, it seems to me that uh, movies might not be the way to go. T- TV is, is probably the way to go. Oh, you actually say you'd love to see a quality production similar to the Game of Thrones. That's got to be the way to do this. It's so uh, each book's got to be a season. It seems to me, and um, yeah. So uh, hopefully that gets done, but. Uh, I'll let you know when I eventually finish the Dark Tower series. And yeah, I am I am kind of embarrassed that I haven't read those. They're, they've been out forever and I uh, and I'm such a King fan. I've and that's like his uh uh seminal work really, so I I just never I, I just haven't uh finished them. Uh Mark has a question about uh comedy. He says, uh I was wondering how all the bookings happen. Do comedians use agents? Do clubs approach the comedians? Comedians approach the club uh, both. The answer is yes. <laughs> Many comedians do use agents, and those agents reach out to comedy clubs, or comedy clubs can reach out to that agent, and they can, uh, uh, you know, uh, strike deals and and uh, do bookings that way. Other comedians do not have agents. They just book their own shows, and they will approach clubs or uh theaters or you know even bars wherever they would like to perform and uh book that way and uh often and sometimes clubs do approach comedians as well like hey uh we have people asking if you're going to come here we'd love to have you uh would you be interested that kind of thing uh when it comes to me i do not have an agent i book everything myself and it's a mixture of uh me approaching clubs and clubs approaching me and, um, uh, yeah, it's not my favorite part of the job, uh, the business side of it, but it's an important part. And, uh, you know, I get to talk to good people, nice people who work hard at keeping their uh, comedy clubs going. And, um, yeah, everybody wants to make money and everybody wants to have, uh, you know, uh, make people, uh, give people entertainment. So, uh, yeah, it, it's nice. Everybody's, uh, on the same side, I've I haven't yet had a nightmare scenario with a club owner or a booker or anything like that. I know that they've happened, and the and I mean you could uh, most comedians do have a lot of those stories. I 
I haven't yet, knock on wood. So um, I tend to, uh, yeah, there. I, I, it seems to me there are a lot of characters in this business. Um, <laughs> you know, very quirky, bizarre uh, people, but uh, for the most part, very, very nice. So, uh, yeah, that's how I do it. A club can approach me or, I can, or I'll approach them and say, hey, let's make this happen. Um, let's see. Lately, I've tech. I've been uh, working mainly Bob and Tom markets, so uh, areas where the show is on the air. Um, I've been going there so that I can meet the listeners and uh, you know, hopefully entertain them and then and kind of give them a thanks. Say hey, we really appreciate you listening and and being fans of the show. Uh, Chance writes in. I would really enjoy hearing you talk about bad advertisements you've heard lately. Um, huh. You know what, Chance? I uh, look, I know I've done that. I, I know I've kind of made fun of certain advertisements on the uh, the, the morning show. Um, but uh, but the podcast is a little different. Like the morning show, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with uh, being snarky and uh, playing the villain every now and again or um, being a smartass when it comes to uh, you know, pop culture or whatever. The pod, this podcast is more about um, uh, celebrating the things I like and uh, wanting to share them with you. Um, so, and quite honestly, I, you know, so, so what I would rather do is, uh, um, and I apologize because this is not what you asked for, but I would like to talk about the adver- advertisements I've really enjoyed lately. And it's a general answer. I, for whatever reason, in my opinion, the insurance companies are killing it with their advertising. Almost every insurance company has a terrific uh, ongoing character or running joke. or uh, They're just so creative and silly and fun. Um, man, oh man. I, I mean, they're, they're at the top of their game. And, uh, you know, the, the best commercials, obviously, are those that you won't DVR through, that you might catch a glimpse of and go, oh, you know what, I'm going to watch that again. Uh, who's doing it? Man, uh, right now the favorite, and I know it's the favorite of uh, Chick McGee right now, and Tom is a big fan of these two. I, I think they're wonderful. Uh, whoever's doing the um, how to not turn into your parent uh, commercials, those are hilarious, where the guy is, you know, trying to teach people, hey – I'm trying to help you not become your parents, and they're doing very parental, older people things. Those are, uh, those are as uh, somebody in those commercials might say, a hoot. That's right. I really enjoy those. I, you know, if I had to give a, an answer of bad advertising, I think anything that's, um, <laughs> this is a very old guy response, overly loud. <laughs> Uh, that's sort of my, uh, <laughs> but otherwise I think commercials have really stepped it up because they have to, nobody's watching them. So they have to make them viral or they have to make them DVR proof, uh, that kind of thing. They, they, uh, they have to play on online. You know what I, so they're really, uh, there's really some good advertising, uh, out there and, uh, yeah, um, but uh, I can't, you know, and nothing specifically really comes to mind besides some of the stuff I've teased about on, on the morning show um, in terms of things I, I didn't like. 
But thank you, uh, Chance. I hope I didn't disappoint you too hard by not uh, giving you a full list of what some could consider bad advertisements. Uh, who do we have next? Chris. Chris says, I used to be heavier and teased a lot about my weight, but I've lost nearly 100 pounds since last June. Chris, good on you. My question, asks, uh, says Chris, are there ever any jokes or comments from Tom about your weight? <laughs> Or uh, masturbation habits that go too far. If so, how are those dealt with? Um, Like I said, I used to be made fun of a lot, especially by my own family at family reunions and get-togethers about my weight. And it really uh, angered me. And I would make excuses to skip out on those events. I went to my family's reunion back in July. Oh, this was after you lost the 100 pounds, and no one was able to make fun of me anymore, and it really felt good. Well, Chris, I would venture to guess it also felt good because you took control and you did the work. You did the hard work, man, and you uh, you um, lost the weight. You did it. Uh, hopefully, you did it for yourself, not for anybody else, and uh, hopefully, you're feeling much better, and you're enjoying things more, and uh, that might be... Uh, one of the main reasons it really felt good. But yes, of course it felt good not to be teased or to be identified. And that's the weird thing. It's like, it's always weird when you show up and you're identified as something that, um, you know, isn't top of, it's a a difficult thing to be the fact. Look, when I hang out with my brothers, I'm the fat brother, and when I hang out with my... So I'm constantly teased by my family. Now, I don't... um, uh, Yeah, it can get old at times. Um, And bore... Like, look, if you want to bore me uh, in um, (laughs) Instagram comments or something like... Make a fat joke, because I've heard them all, and I've heard them all from the funniest people on the planet. You know, my fellow comedians, people on the Bob and Tom show. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to uh, make sure that I'm not interested in what you're saying, make a fat joke online. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, so, I mean, if you want to get my attention, make a joke uh, not about that, Um, just because I get it so much. And uh, so the thing with Tom is he's going to make fun of my weight if I'm five pounds overweight. It won't matter if I'm 80 pounds or 8 pounds. He's just going to go to those jokes. Uh, He may, you know, if I do uh, lose a bunch of weight, he may end up uh, leaning more towards the self-gratification category. Those don't bother me at all because um, I know how silly they are. He... uh, if I were to if I were to admit, not that any of you would, uh, well, maybe some of you would, but not that anybody would care what the truth was. If I were to tell you how often I actually do that, I think you'd be like sad because it wasn't. Uh, it, it's nowhere near the like the amount that Tom would suggest. <laughs> so it might bo- it might be like, oh, uh, I don't want that peek behind the curtain. Plus, why? Well, I mean, why would you anyway? But. Um, so, yes, uh, it can get old, uh, but there's, you know, when it's at, when it's with coworkers, there's no real malice behind it. But what does throw me is when uh, total strangers do it. And part of it, look, I have to take some responsibility. I let it happen on the air. 
and then and, and then I'll make jokes myself, and and I make jokes in my stand-up act, some self-deprecating jokes about my weight, and so the people think that gives them permission, and I do t- I, I take responsibility for that. Um, so, but if you really want my attention, uh, talk, talk about anything else. So, uh, what else do we have? And good, uh, congratulations, Chris, on your your weight loss. I hope you keep it off, man. That's that's also hard work. Is uh, not slipping back into bad habits. Uh, that's I mean I, that's what I end up always doing, and uh, I know that you won't. You're gonna you got this. Uh, Jonathan writes in. Are there a few sketches that have been done on Bob and Tom uh, in the past that you really wished you had taken a part of? Oh, taken part in. I see. I see. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, I everybody knows uh, that first and foremost, I'm a fan of the show. I grew up listening to it. I would buy the CDs, and I love. Those old sketches and bits and things. Do I wish I had taken part? You know, part of me wishes I had been a part of the show during its uh, during that those older times to be able to joke with uh, uh, everybody who was involved. And but the answer really is no. And the reason is they wouldn't be what they are. My my input, my presence would have altered those um, in one way or another. And I love them. Uh, just as they are <laughs> and I wouldn't want them to be different and my uh if I had been a part of those they would have been different in one way or another uh so for me those are not things I look back on and go oh I wish I was a part of those uh no I I, I don't I, I don't really operate that way um I, I just I look back on those and, and enjoy them uh still and and uh, what if anything they inspire me to uh be a part of something else it's like oh man I love that sketch I want to write a sketch um, myself and get, uh, you know, the current uh, uh, cast involved, that kind of thing. Oh, Jonathan, you go on to say some of my favorite old shows were when they would send Chick and Tom or someone to the store or to a location live. It would let Chick's true genius open up. Boy, you're not kidding. Chick uh, on assignment is brilliant. So funny. Um when he's out and about with people and in different situations, and uh, uh, man, he's just a mass. That is comedy that you 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 just are like you cannot teach that. You can you can't even really learn how to get good. You just ha- boy, that, I mean, that's just natural. I think it would be great to send you and Chick out for a morning drive and just let things go. You go out to breakfast, coffee, whatever. Um. Yeah, we've done it a couple times, and it is fun, but uh, there's a lot of, uh, oh, boy. You know what? Maybe after um, things get, uh, maybe we kind of get the all clear out there uh, that uh, everyone's, uh, for the most part, healthy and doing well and uh, stuff like that. Maybe we'll we'll do stuff like that again. Um, it can get a little complicated, and... <laughs> You know, I I can't. Nothing springs to mind in terms of the Bob and Tom show because everybody who does that stuff is so great um, and has been for forever. But when those kind of things go wrong, they really go wrong. <laughs> so that those are risky, but uh, but super fun. And when they pay off, it's it's like great improv. It's um, well because it is, but also like when you go to a great improv show, like oh my gosh, there's nothing more satisfying. Oh, you have another question. Can you get Chicken there for a Dickie Brothers podcast? Oh, maybe. Maybe we will do a full episode of uh, the Dickie Brothers sometime. 
I sure uh, enjoy slipping into that mindset. Uh, Kevin writes in, have you ever had a confrontation with anyone you've made fun of on the Bob and Tom show? <laughs> you know, it's weird. I, uh, the answer is no. Uh, like when we, we, we do our, uh, uh, Bob Welch impressions or we do, um, I don't know if like a, some actor or singer comes up and, uh, one of us takes the stance of, uh, hating them or not liking them. Um, you know, you know, and then making fun of them. Uh, no, I've never had anybody call me out on it. Um, also, uh, this is a peek behind the curtain. So if you don't want one of these, uh, skip ahead. Uh, but the truth is, if I don't like something, I am not angry about it. I, <laughs> on the show, I will be. I'll, you know, for the sake of uh, on-air comedic tension, but. In, in all honesty, when I don't like something, that's okay. I, I just let it go. And I know that, hey, it's not for me. Other people enjoy it. That's fine. T- to hang on to anger and be upset uh, about things you don't like to me is a total waste of energy and time. Um, I would rather just focus on the stuff I do enjoy. And uh, so uh, it's all in it's all in good fun. I would hope that um, if a celebrity... Uh, ever heard something that we said um that they would tease us back or in fact there there have been there you know what there was i i am just remembering a a, a minor um confrontation I, and uh i had forgot about this until just now chick and i were talking on the air on the morning on the bob and tom show about a local Newswoman that we both find very attractive. She's uh, she's super attractive, and and I was talking. We 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 started talking on the air about how we looked her up on her Instagram, and how she has a boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> and uh, we started making jokes about her boyfriend in under the guise that hey, we're two jealous dudes who are going to make fun of a girl who we think is attractive as boyfriend because we're not. Lucky enough to be her boy. You know, that kind of thing. Well, what we went with, he's a professional paintballer. And uh, we started making jokes about that. Well, uh, this got back to her. This all She was either listening or somebody told her, hey, uh, those idiots on the Bob and Top show are making fun of your boyfriend. And it got back to her. And so she called us out on uh, social media um, and... Uh, uh, and Chick and I found out about it, and I said, you know what, I'm going to respond because I, the last thing I would want is for anybody to think, even though we were making jokes about him being a professional paint, paintballer, that we um, that there was a malice behind it or anything like that. We're just being morons. And so I actually wrote her and I said, hey, uh, well, before I could write her, there were comments on what she had posted. and They were like, yeah, those guys don't know what they're talking about. They're idiots. Um you know, and some were, hey, that show's not funny, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, uh, w- one guy said, I would love to see them try paintballing. Uh, another professional paintballer said that. And I commented on him. I go, dude, I wouldn't last one minute out there, that kind of thing. And it's the truth. And so I finally, uh, I, I sent her a message and I said, hey, there really was no disrespect intended. We were being, uh, you know, we're, we're idiots and we were just, uh, um, uh, you know, being silly. If you ever 
wanted to do uh, there's no, you know, there's no way I could do what your, your boyfriend does. If you ever wanted to take us out or if he was ever interested in taking us out, uh, on a paintball field and showing us just how athletic you have to be, to be a professional paintballer, I think it would make a great video for all of us. And we could have a lot of fun and some laughs. And, uh, she was like, yeah, yeah. And this happened right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we have, ne- we haven't even, I've never followed up with her. We've never been able to do anything. But maybe we still can at some point. And hopefully, um, uh, you know, they weren't or, you know, I, I it, she seemed to be sincere when I I gave her, you know, somewhat of an apology. Like, hey, you know, all all in good fun. Uh, you know, hope nobody was offended. And she seemed to understand. So hopefully they all do uh, and uh, everybody involved there. And we can go do something like that. Be, it would be really fun. And I boy, yeah, I guarantee I mean, who wouldn't want to watch Chick and I getting just pelted uh, <laughs> with paintballs as we're out of breath and these dudes are just doing flips and uh, rolling around in the woods <laughs> shooting us up? Uh, it could be uh, a lot of fun. So, so yes, there was uh, there was that. Um, otherwise, man, I would hate. And like guys like Greg Warren and, and my comedian friends who I tease a lot, uh, no, they, they would never get upset. If anybody did... They would just go, hey, man, can you lay off a little bit? Um, and that kind of goes back to that question, too, earlier of if Tom were making fun of me too much, um, I can always, when we go to commercial, I can always go, eh, Tom, will you lay off a little bit? I, I never have. I've never felt the need to, but I could. And they know that they could do that with me. And we have we have done that. Since Tom's been gone, um, I've been accused by some listeners of being really hard on Christy. Now, what 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 actually is going on there is Christy knows where my heart is. I know where hers is. We I, I am teasing her, but the way that she will play it sometimes is to shut down um, and take it, whereas I encourage her to throw it back at me harder than I threw it at her. That's way funnier. If she mispronounces a word and I make fun of her for it, if she shuts down, that does that is me being a bully. If she tells me to shut up and mind my own business, now we've got something. <laughs> and uh, off the air, you know, she's like, I'm not really, you know, it doesn't upset me. I, I'm not that kind of person. That's okay. Act like it does because it doesn't upset me that you mispronounce a word. Who cares? I'm playing the jerk. I need you to uh, let me have it when I'm doing that. So um, it's a balancing act. It's all a trapeze act. Uh, you know, I need, uh, I'll flip and I need somebody to catch me. They'll flip. They need me to catch them. And it, and it is, a, it's, it's all, uh, yeah, we're a circus is what I'm saying. <laughs> but no, obviously, uh, boy, I mean, you could talk about it. Well, there are thousands of podcasts about comedy. I mean, it's because it's such a balancing act and it's, there are no right answers all the time. And, uh, it's. Uh, there's comedy is so fragile um boy it, it is it is fascinating uh thank you for that question kevin let's see here uh colton writes in what does chicks rabbit 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 comment at the first of the month mean so you may hear chick say this on the bob and tom show if you listen that um on the first of every month they'll say rabbit 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 well that comes from gilda radner uh, she would say rabbit, rabbit. I, th- I believe her grandmother it was uh, uh, taught her that, and so it was in honor of her 
uh, grandma. Uh, what it actually means, why rabbit, 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 I don't know. But I do know that that's where that comes from. So that's sort of Chick's uh, tip of the hat to, well, one of the greatest comedic performers, um, Gilda Radner. When one of Pat Godwin's characters makes a subtle exit... What is it that prompts that decision? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So he's done characters in the past that uh, they know that he doesn't do anymore. I'm not a part of that decision-making process. So whether it be uh, a silly accent or a name or uh, whatever, somebody either there's either concern that it's offensive or vulgar. I, I'm not too sure. I, I don't take part in those decisions. I just hear that. <laughs> That one of those, uh, every now and again I'll hear, oh, hey, I, I'll ask, I'll even, most of the time what happens is I'll go, hey, Pat, why don't you do uh, so-and-so? And he'll go, oh, I was told I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so we don't really, yeah, I, I don't, I try to stay out of the minutia of decision making um, in every job I've ever had. I've, that's how I've been. I, I don't, <laughs> I'd rather just focus on the job itself and not worry about some of those decisions. Um but, yeah, I would imagine that's what it is, either a name or an accent or whatever. When are you going to tell us about your time in London? Oh, uh, I don't know, whenever the mood strikes me on the podcast, but I definitely will. There's, uh, I had a great time there. What does the future hold for Josh Arnold? Oh, my goodness, what a question that is. Staying on the show for the long haul, dipping into acting or possibly producing fatherhood uh, with your own kids? Well... I'm gonna say yes. The answer is to all of that. I can do it all, um, and I don't. I'm not saying that in a braggadocious manner whatsoever. Um, but I can do the radio show. I can act on the side. I could, uh, you know, I, I believe I've talked on this podcast before about uh, if you, you know, we live in a world where if you want to make a movie, you can make a movie. If you want to make an album, record an album. You can record an album. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. So, uh, yes, the answer is yes. I want to keep doing the show. I want to do some more acting and writing, and uh, I would eventually like to be a dad. Uh, Kevin, uh, oh, my gosh, this, this, is this a different Kevin? Yeah, this is a different Kevin. Oh, he's got some very nice uh, words here. Was wondering what happened to the August 24th episode. Oh, um, well, hey, hey, I guess that's right. I, I, talk, I said I would talk about this uh, later on. Uh, what drives you to make this show weekly? After a four-hour morning show, it mu- it, I, as you mentioned, it would be exhausting and probably a drag knowing you have another 60 minutes of podcasting to do. What do you get out of doing the podcast? Money? It can't be much with the 15-second Geico ad at the intro each week. Uh, boy, uh, Kevin, I didn't even know there was a 15 second Geico ad at the intro each week. <laughs> uh, so I can tell you this. I'm no, I'm, I don't get paid for this. I, um, I am a salaried employee, but I don't get uh, contracted, but I don't get paid uh, for the podcast. Were I to do, um, uh, live reads or something, uh, you know, sp- like start talking about some sponsor other than plants, um, uh, then I think there would be money. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I may have to ask somebody about this Geico stuff if I should be seeing a little bit of that. Uh. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I don't get money out of it. Um, well, let me go back to what your first questions were. What happened on August 24th? You know what? Uh, I, like I said earlier, I just didn't have it in me. I, 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 I uh, overthought it. I didn't know what to talk about. Uh, it seemed overwhelming to me last week to... 
do another hour of talking when uh, we've all had to step it up a little bit on the morning show. And um, that, that's just the truth. When somebody is missing from the main studio, particularly when it's the captain of the ship, Tom, everyone, everyone has to do extra lifting. Now, in all honesty, Chick has taken on the brunt of that load. And followed by Christy, the rest of us fools can still just sort of be fools. But there is more, and there is more lifting. And uh, I didn't realize it. One of the things I love about this job is I'm still learning learning how to do it every day. And uh, I, so what I've learned during uh, Tom's recovery is the what may seem like, and, and ideally it's imperceptible to you, the audience, that we're doing a little extra work. But it is there. And uh, I didn't I didn't realize how much we would feel it. And we are feeling it. Um, we're a little more tired every day after the show. <laughs> and uh, last week, I also had some adulting going on last week with uh, uh, just typical uh, grown-up stuff. House stuff and um, uh, bill stuff, uh, you know, financial things and all this. So uh, I just didn't have it in me. And I... Uh, I'm just being honest. I don't want you to think that I'm going to, um, you know, do it often, but it was just one of those weeks where I went, oh boy. Uh, and I'm still trying to figure this thing out. I I'm still trying to figure out what this podcast is for me and, uh, and, and what it is. And, um, uh, and I really, so, so that's just the truth too. And I, I, I genuinely Appreciate you guys being here along the ride. Uh, I know it's not perfect, and I also know that this podcast isn't always what you want it to be. Um, I've had people tell me, hey, why isn't your podcast funnier? Well, um, I, I I like to think that I'm, uh, I do a lot of uh, funny on the morning show. I do a lot of funny in my stand-up act. The podcast, I never set out for this to be a comedic podcast. This was just sort of, I, I always wanted this podcast to be, uh, and this uh, also uh, will answer one of Kevin's questions here as to why I do it. I just wanted to hang out with you guys and share some, pos- some and, and really celebrate the things I like and share with you things I enjoy. And also tell a few stories, um, and, you know, and talk about things we can work on and, and be a little silly and stuff like that. So that's why I do it, to try to get some love out there and uh, some positivity and I mean, there. how many podcasts do you listen to that are snarky? And, um, you know, I get to do that on the morning show. This this is my break from being uh, uh, <laughs> grouchy Josh or a smart-ass Josh or whatever. I get to be a positive Josh. I get to, you know, uh, sort of oh, swim in the warm waters of positivity. Isn't that nice? That's what I like to do, and that's what I'm trying – that's what I want to – uh, put out into the world. I think it's important. There's um, all too often podcasts and social media and, uh, oh, particularly the news and things like that. It's all about differing opinions and arguing and uh, division and, um, I, I, you know, and we're all too quick to uh, express things we don't like and talk about what's bothering us or what. Uh, what went wrong, and th- and uh, I, I I don't like that. It's one of the reasons I haven't really embraced social media because 
ah, boy, it's um, it's it's not all that pretty out there. It can be. So what I want to do, and the reason I'm doing I, I'm doing this podcast, is to throw out some, just get some love out there. Come on, let's stop. Uh, yeah, we we got to try to counterbalance this more often, you know, and uh, uh, counterbalance the the negativity. It's just it's pretty pervasive, and it's got to be wearing. I mean, what what it's doing to our collective psyche cannot cannot be good. So um, hopefully, when I take a, what I'll call a negative stance on the Bob and Tom show. It's met with the, um, it's it's uh, perceived in the way it was intended to be perceived, which is comedically, you know? I, uh, I'll i say some ugly things on the show, but my gosh, I, I really hope everybody knows I'm joking. <laughs> and uh, so it really is meant to make people laugh. Um and uh, it, uh, look, I'm going to fail. I've failed before doing that. I'm going to fail again. And um, uh, so anyway, this podcast is is my way of counterbalancing my own comedic uh, endeavors, uh, but also sharing with you people that, uh, you know, are important to me, stuff I like. Let's celebrate some things. And that is uh, what I would love for us to work on this week. Yes. I uh, I see my fair share of uh, negative opinions uh, when it, in regards to what I do. Um, you know, I, I know there are folks uh, who love when uh, the two times that I've analyzed songs, and I know people that have uh, hated it. How do I know that you're all out there? <laughs> You've told me. <laughs> and uh, while I'm not going to let, you know, some negative opinions ruin uh, everything, um, I, I, here's what I would like us to work on. If you have a negative opinion about something, maybe you watched a movie you didn't like, maybe you heard a song you didn't care for, maybe um, somebody expressed an opinion you disagree with, you don't have to share it. You don't. You don't have to let people know you didn't like it, or that you disagree. You could, and this is what we should do: let it go. Focus on what you do like. If you see a post about somebody who, and they're talking about their favorite TV show, and you did not like that show at all, don't post that you didn't like that show at all. Posts. Uh, oh, that's cool. Here's my favorite TV show. Why not counter? Why? Well, I mean, positivity should beget positivity, and we all know negativity begets negativity. It's it's uh, it can be a virus, and it'll it's it spreads like crazy. So try to combat it. Put out there things that you like. Celebrate what you enjoy, and let go of the things you don't. Don't put that energy out there, and and certainly don't hold on to that energy yourself. I know it's uh, easier said than done, but with practice, it, look, it's something I do practice, and it feels good. I, I, I'm telling you, you will feel if you go a week. Let's just give it a week. If you go a week, and all you do is you post positive things or you share positive ideas at work, you know, with your coworkers, and you and 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 you let go of gossip and you let go of uh, 
the urge to uh, complain. Oh, man. I, look, it feels really good. I'm in a tough spot because part of my job is to complain in the mornings to talk about how silly somebody in a news story was or to um, make fun of somebody or joke or tease or whatever. Um, so I can't always uh, do it, you know, practice this as, as often as I'd like. But what I do is in my real life, practice it. And uh, it's a it's it, it really does feel better than than putting negative uh, opinions and thoughts out there. You don't have to share them. Whoever told us, I mean, they used to tell us when we were kids, hey, every opinion matters. <laughs> you know what? Your opinion does matter. You should be heard. But take some responsibility. You don't have to share everything. And I suggest what you do share, make it good. Make it positive. And, uh, oh, some news. Um, shows coming up. Labor Day weekend. This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 4th and 5th of September, I will be in uh, Cincinnati, the Liberty Township Funny Bone, and I'll be with Jeff Oske, and we're going to have a terrific time. Uh, tickets are available at thatjoshreynolds.com or uh, the link in my bio, uh, my Instagram bio. A lot of other shows coming up. A new show just announced, Alexandria, Indiana, September 11th. It'll be Greg Warren and I and uh, our good friend Sean O'Brien. That's going to be a lot of fun at the Alex Theater. Go to Alex Theater or alexmovietheater.com for tickets or, again, my website or the uh, bio in my Instagram. So some fun shows coming up. Also, big news in the world. Bye!